and welcome to a gaming conversation with friends the last episode of the year the christmas special the finale and we had to end it with the main man who's never actually made it on the show i'm, I'm embarrassed to say because he's a good friend of mine goat force gaming how are you doing mate thanks for coming on doing great thanks so much for having me it's great to be here with all three of you it's been a while since i've talked to some of you including you Stubbs. so i don't know why you decided to have me back but i'm glad you decided well, to have me back good to be back it was midweek gaming last time you came on the thing i'm terrible at inviting people that's the problem i used to do it the same with midweek gaming people used to be like don't you want me back on i said no it's just i'm terrible at inviting people Joshua, um, we wouldn't be invited back on if we didn't just turn up. Yeah, no, they, they're just left in channel permissions and they just they just turn up. <laughs> the day. I hope they turn up, but um, they usually let me know. But yeah, no, thanks for coming on. I appreciate that, I do. And VJ, thanks for coming on. Hello, Mr. Stubbs. Uh, hello, Goat Force. Nice to have you on the show. I hope you've got lots of interesting things to say because we're normally quite a boring bunch. Well, I have things to say. Uh, it'll be up to you to decide if they're interesting. Yeah, yeah. Got to be more interesting than um, us having to deal with uh, Stubbs' settings every week. Ten minutes before. I actually, uh, I actually just checked on my <laughs> phone on the YouTube while you were talking there, and on my phone it all sounds good. It does. Seems to be going well for the TV, at least. Yeah, sound or the actual conversation? Or the sound. Oh, so the conversation's garbage. The conversation's then. excellent. It always is. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's always great. It is. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming back on. And, and Removable Sanity, thank you for coming back on once again. The last, last, time, last time for this year, which sounds big, but it's like a week or so. Week or two, it's, 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 next year. It's not that, not that long. It's not that long. No, not at all. Not at all. It'll, 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 it'll go like you know, like a fart in the wind. It'll just, just disappear very quickly. Um, but no, it's that's great to have Spain. It's also good to have Goat Force back on again. You know, we have missed him. Uh, but my you know, fault. My like. fault. I, I need to next year make it a goal to the people that come on the uh, in the chat and people that I know in the community. Well, I need to invite more people on. I'm terrible and always was terrible midweek gaming as well with, with doing that. People used to think they were crap guests because I didn't invite them back. It's just my laziness. <laughs> it was really. It was. But yeah, we've got plenty of we've got plenty of recommendations from Goat Force that I've actually got trailers up for Rogue and Rogue Like. In fact, any actually uh, Goat trailers. Force. You're telling me Goat hasn't provided us with actual uh, gameplay his own gameplay i didn't ask him to provide i didn't ask him to provide any i could have nicked it off you his videos see, see I, the I skill could, of goat you know come on i, I could have, i could have <laughs> nicked it off his videos but i just forgot to download his videos i did but um you can always feel free to rip off all of the videos on the channel <laughs> hold anytime you to that. Hold anytime you to that. it's a it's a full you. hall pass <laughs> all so, day every day so to anyone who's 24 7 now so so who <laughs> anyone who's new to you or your content that's listening on the channel or listening back do you want to tell people what you're about and what content you provide on youtube i would love to yeah 
Um, so I started on YouTube back in February of 2020, I think. So it's going to be four years. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, way back when I was using a voice changer at the time. That's a story. That's a story. Stubbs told me, you got to keep using that thing. You have to keep using it. It's the best thing ever. No, no, me and Indie Gamer did not tell you that. Others were saying, hey, you you should probably stop with that. But Stubbs was telling me, you got to keep that voice changer going, man. It sounds great. So eventually I stopped with the voice changer and uh, we, we deleted that content. But my channel focuses on roguelikes and roguelites. That's all I play. And uh, thankfully, those games show up in a lot of different formats. Um, so we're we're lucky. This has been a great year for rogues. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that. And uh, hang on, hang on. You forgot to tell people about your coffee talk and food talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a regular thing, too. So we we discuss all things food and all things coffee and all things life during the videos. And that often has me careening off into forgetting what I'm doing at times. YouTuber blindness, it's a real thing. It's okay. a real thing that happens. And uh, so it's been fun. We um, we monetized the channel earlier this year. Uh, and because of that, I've been able to give away over 100 video games to our viewers this year. And uh, we had a really good month um, last month. A lot of views came in. And so uh, this week actually we're going to be giving away 15 copies of tiny rogues on the channel uh that game has a big update coming and so we're gonna celebrate a really solid year uh by doing that and eventually what we want to do is uh give away what's called a go-kart so if you uh go to the gamers outreach site you can see a picture of this but it's it's basically a mobile gaming station for children's hospitals it's, so it's hospital grade they can wheel it around mm, and yep. uh that's our north star we want to be able to come together as a group and use the channel funds that are now being created to buy one of those for a hospital that's really probably won't happen fantastic. next year uh but probably maybe maybe in 2025 uh, they run about 3,500 US. So we're not yet at that point. In November, on 47,000 views, the channel brought in about 175 US. Mm. So we're, we're, we're going in that direction, but we're still a ways off. It's but really, we can do giveaways. It's really nice because you've been always been consistent because I remember talking to you in the early days of the channel and your goal has always been to help to help people and to donate and you you're you've never you've never strayed some of your goals were a bit ambitious though to start with they were yeah. uh because you were so, what do you mean so he's small. on stubs he's on he's on the stubs gaming is what he wanted he's he? made it he's made it in life but no no your 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 goals when it comes to what you want to do with money you, you make has never really changed it's it's very very generous and very very heartfelt kind uh yeah. generosity well, when you can eventually get there, it's 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 good. It is. Yeah, 
I appreciate it. You know, I I have a I have a day job and I don't need the panel funds for, you know, personal expenses. And so mm. that's what it's all about. Uh, we have we have some members now. And so I have the, you know, the emoji thing that channels do where you create the emojis and members can use them. And I just never really thought that was enough. I mean, I get people wanted to get involved to help support what we're doing and support the channel. Uh, but I, I didn't think that that was enough. And so I have a cooking show now as well. Cheat days with the goat. That's that's uh yeah, I did not know because I'm not I'm not I'm not a channel member. So right until you told me DM, I was like, where? It's like, well, you got to be a member. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do something nice for the members that are supporting a little bit more, and uh, it was yeah fun. That exclusivity for just them. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I I did uh, barbecued Oreo bombs. It's a smoked Oreo that is wrapped in bacon. Oh, and then I then I used a flamethrower to crisp up the bacon, you know, as anybody would do. Yeah, the subtle the subtlety of a flamethrower does bring yeah. that nice smokiness to the you know to the table. It really, I can confirm for you, it really does. It really does. And I wish I had smell vision. They still, we need to come up with Smell-O-Vision. It's 2023. It's Where the yeah. hell is Smell-O-Vision? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just had a nice comment from the indie gaming chat. Uh, proud of Goat Force. He, he's a legend and does awesome work on his channel. I really appreciate that. It's true. So, just so, I was going to try, because one thing we kind of slightly skipped over, just so those who may not know, uh, and probably, and I hope, I'd probably say most people do, but those who are probably listening later on, um, you will obviously know the difference between a rogue light and a rogue light. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. what are those differences so that you can kind of get it? So, just people who don't know, because I'm sure those who do know will do know, but those who don't, there are right. differences, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, there are various schools of thought on this. So <laughs> that's why I lost it. <laughs> yes, I know. Thank you. Uh, so my general way of thinking about this, and we're going to use vampire survivors because most people have played vampire survivors. Yeah. A rogue light is going to allow you to gang what's called meta progression. And so you can go into the game, get some kind of currency back, and then you're going to come into a hub area. So if you imagine the area in Hades with the mirror, you got some upgrades that way. If you imagine the menu in Vampire Survivors where you're spending the currency and you're getting some permanent upgrades, that's yep. meta progression. Rogue lights have meta progression. Okay. Rogue likes do not have meta progression. You're not going to get some kind of permanent stat increase that's going to stick with you in future runs. So if you think about, and you mentioned that Indie Gamer is here, and he already knows what I'm going to say. Mention that with Rogue likes, you don't have meta progression. And so a game that 
Indy and I enjoy and play all the time, basically. Oh, I know you're going to say. Noida. <laughs> is Noida. And Noida is a game where you roll uh. as a wizard, and when you die, you die. You lose everything, and then you just come right back in and you do it again. You could argue that there's a form of meta progression happening there in terms of the wisdom that you're ganging. But that's where we start to split off into what is a roguelite and what isn't a roguelike. And that's just, you know, we won't go there because we don't have to. We'll just simply <laughs> say that roguelites have meta progression. And we can just leave it at that and everybody's happy. So it's very much divided in the rogues community, the, the definitions. I mean... It is, you know. I think it's because it's evolving. That's the thing, isn't it? It's ever evolving, and the genres are now games starting like, to correct me, if together. correct me if I'm wrong, um, Goat. Even games that ain't roguelikes or roguelikes are trying to add elements of it into games now. Is that correct? Well, it's funny, you know, if you look at something like Dave the Diver, you know, that's another game that a lot of us know. It's an, It's just a wonderful game. Uh Dave the Diver, when you dive into that that blue hole, the yeah. ocean, it resets every time. It's randomly generated. Okay. Would I tell you that Dave the Diver is a roguelite? No. Does it have roguelite elements? Probably. Okay. It had enough where I showed it on my channel. And then somebody said, wait a second, I don't. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. And I said, I <laughs> think you're right. I think you're probably right about that, but I like the game, and so we showed it. That's fair enough. That is. is. Mm -hmm. And I suppose the question is then, what kind of then, is this a genre that you've always been interested in, or is this something that you found yourself just falling into uh, through just experimentation with games in general? Yeah, I've always enjoyed them. You know, going back to Hades and games like that, now, I've always enjoyed the meta progression treadmill, the always progressing. You know, it, it makes me feel like I completed something. I, I got a little bit more progress. And I think that all started with my love of the Soulsborne games okay. where you get in there you get your behind absolutely kicked in just annihilated but then you go visit the lady and she says hey you got all those souls what would you like and you say i would like a little bit more stamina please and even though you got your behind kicked in you're saying to yourself you know what next time we're gonna come back here and we're gonna kick a little bit more ass That's just the thing, isn't it? It's that, that feeling of progression. Yeah. Um, and I think in for those who probably... who aren't used to the genre, that progression is very different for, for many different people. Some of the progression is too small, too slow. Uh, some of it is actually too quick. <laughs> they right. prefer you know, a much more harder sort of progression, isn't it? So it's a very much a uh, individual take upon on it in some in some cases, isn't it? It's true, and 
some of the discourse out there around meta progression is pretty negative, actually. You know, you see folks saying, well, wait a second, where is the fun in having to spend 10 hours playing the first level over and over and over again just to get past it once I've built up enough currency to pay for enough health upgrades? And I get that. I it's it's valid. It's totally oh, those are valid. Some people who've never gamed around the the eighties and nineties <laughs> could be, could be the the new gen, right? Mm. They're they're pushing back, but I enjoy it. I don't mind replaying areas. I think these games are relaxing. You know. Um, but also some of those those genres, those those in those genres, even those areas are now kind of evolving because there's procedural generated areas now. So it's not always the same area these times, isn't it? In some cases, because of the procedurally generated levels are kind of evolving. It's, so it's Absolutely. it's not always the same. I, I can't stand it from I can understand it as an early early on in the genre, but now it seems to be at least from my perspective. Uh, I can't. I would say more of a novice to the genre. That it seems to be evolving into a much more. Um, I'm trying to think of the wording. It, it might, it, the genre is evolving so that it isn't just going to be the same level over and over again. It isn't as stagnant, is it? It's, it's going to be much more uh, visually and in terms of gameplay differences, which is happening now. I can understand yeah, it from like early on in the genre where it's just like one level and it's, oh, there you go. But I wouldn't say that's the case now. It seems to be almost like procedural generation is is a much more common thing than it used to be. Indies added in, the genre is more, is more nuanced. I think he's mm. totally right. I think he's totally right. It's being used in a lot more different ways. You know, the other day I played a billiards game that was a roguelite, you know, so you see these independent developers doing some really interesting things that maybe haven't been done over and over and over again. You know, when you get into something like the bullet heaven genre, uh, where you have games like vampire survivors, you know, with the success of that game, you have, a lot of different games popping up now in that space. Somebody trying to be the next best bullet heaven. And well, it's it's evolved, isn't it? It's not just that genre. I've seen to see it in it's it's that is almost rogue aspect is now being moved. I mean, it's almost in, I would say inhabiting a lot more different genres as people are more experimental. I've seen it in like first person shooters now in some yeah. cases. It is yep. it is becoming a much more evolving genre and the crossovers are just kind of I think they're just starting it, I think. I think it's it's gonna it's gonna explode a lot further down the line than what it is. Well look at what they just did with the God of War DLC. Isn't that a roguelite mode? I don't have a PS5 and they haven't ported it over to PC yet. I, I hope they will at some point. But they added on a <laughs> roguelite mode to that game, didn't they? Oh, it's a shame Luke Steele was in the chat. He's played that and he'd be able to tell you, but I can't see him in chat. He may appear in a minute. You yeah. never know. But 
yeah it's starting to appear more i'm just going to get vj in here have you have you had much experience with uh rogue rogue games vj um i've played a little bit of hades and the game that's on screen now i think i remember discussing it with hades, movable. hades 2 is on screen now i oh, know the vampire survivors I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm... Might be a bit behind. It's probably just me, but no, Vampire Survivors. I've I've tried and um, Hades. Hello. Yeah, they're both great games. What yeah, did you? Did, is this a, is it a genre that you're kind of interested in, or is that something uh, um, that you've dipped I, your feet I, in? It's like mm. I don't. You know me, Removal. You you played games with me long enough to know I don't mm -hmm. really sort of <laughs> sort of try to say well I like this genre or that genre, etc. I mean, um, I wasn't even sure I'd like Divinity, which is probably the first game of its type that I've played, and um, I thought it was fantastic. So for me, it's just really just about the game. If it, if it captured, I captures that one me, that clicks with you, regardless of the yeah, genre. It captures me, and, yeah. and it's really fun. Okay, what are we doing? Removable? Oh, sorry, Stubbs, are we, are we going about, forward? Or are we... Sorry about that. It's just, uh, do you remember I mentioned Luke Steele might appear in the chat? I thought you fell asleep. No, he just did. <laughs> Uh, yes, the the DLC Valhalla is a full blown roguelike mode. Just like Magic, he appeared in the chat when I mentioned his name. Welcome, Luke Steele. So, so, that, so there you go, Goat Force. Answers your question. Yeah, it's supposed to be very good. Sorry to interrupt, uh, VJ. Carry on. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no worries. No worries. Um, used to it, aren't you? They talking crap. Yeah, they, 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 I, don't mind, I don't mind. Um but yeah, so for me it's um I enjoyed Vampire Hunters, I think, um for a, for a few days. And uh, Hades I I didn't I didn't enjoy at all. But um but yeah, it's for me it's just about any game, any genre. If it clicks, it clicks. Uh, but I'll give it a you know, I'll give it a fair amount of time. Um a few hours or 5 hours or 10 hours to you know, let it introduce itself. And um, and I think that's fair, really, given that we live in a golden era of gaming. Well, we always have, haven't we? It's just that there's a lot more golden eggs about, so um, and plenty for everybody. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's 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 um it's one of those genres. As someone who I wouldn't have put myself down as a fan, it's one of uh, not in just in terms of that. It's just in terms of dying and going back again and dying and going back again as an old school game you think i'd be used to it by now but as as i said i i never got into i think it's probably because i got burnt so many times from the old <laughs> school games of literally spending hours and hours and hours trying to get through one level you know before we're moving on to the next i've kind of looked forward uh, as in my later years to kind of more easier uh, pursuits um but again a bit like uh souls likes um i found myself indies have kind of pushed me into trying them again and giving them a bit more time like yourself feature just letting them uh letting them come on and, and, and see and see if they can impact you and as i said there is there is for, for me uh roguelites is very much the same thing i actually you know vampire survivors i really did quite enjoy i really did enjoy I'm currently it's another one that I'm kind of enjoying at the moment and they're kind of far and few between but once they do click 
they do seem to kind of, you know, they do seem to like get a hook into you. Um, so yeah. obviously, I'm not not as good as like um, uh, Goat Force here, who's pretty much probably covered every single one known to man by now. I suspect. <laughs> Have you you mentioned the Souls likes? I usually have a a double A or a triple A game that I'm playing on the side that I'm not showing on the channel. It's just a me game. I just completed Lies of P. Have you gotten to that one yet? Oh yes, yep. What a wonderful yeah, game! It is a very it's, again. It's some of the games I find, I don't know. It's it, I I kind of some of the Dark Souls games, some of the Souls like games, some of the roguelike games. Some click and some don't, and it's just one of those kind of things that I I I find it hard as someone who's on the outside. I would say of a fan base to then try and you know promote that so it's good to have like people like yourself who are um so well versed in the genre to try and give it the you know the much needed pr it needs and try and help bring people along to it because you know it's a from the outside perspective it's going to be harder for me to kind of discuss things than it is say yourself (laughs) because you're a fan of you know and do you find that it's something that do you find it's as a genre it's starting to fruition it's starting to come in onto its own or do you think it's still slightly a little bit you know it's really uh, hard to say that's a good question it's really hard to say because you have the triple a game returnal and i loved it but i haven't heard that they're going to do a sequel or another game of that type. We don't, I guess what I'm saying is we don't see a lot of these types of games hitting the mainstream. Now, of course we've got titles like vampire survivors that Mm -hmm. everybody and their brother is talking about, but I don't think it's so often that a rogue gets that type of attention. Right. So I don't know. I think that we get, better and better roguelikes and roguelites every year. You know, if I think about the games I was playing in 2020 versus what's available now and how often these games are coming out from independent developers, there are so many choices. The bullet heaven space, the vampire survivors likes of the world, it exploded this year. I think I mean, it's because are... it's, it's an easy access into the genre. Yeah, I think so. I think it was so. easy access, and that's what sold. I mean, it was me. I was like, oh, I don't have to do too much. I just kind of have to, you know, avoid a lot of stuff. It was something I didn't have to kind of, you know, I wouldn't say th- think about. I suppose it is. Let's be, let's be honest. It didn't have to think it about is. it. It's, when I, it's, it's, it was a, a game that I could play during lunch. Yes. And still enjoy, not have to think about it, which is something you don't normally see with a roguelike. Now you probably would probably argue differently to that because <laughs> there probably is some out there that do it. But I mean, in general, the the perception is 
not a, a lunchtime pursuit. <laughs> Maybe for you, but not for me. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely true. I think that's totally true. I wrote an article this year for Seasoned Gaming about appreciating bullet heavens. And one of the main arguments for why these are such great games that we need is that at the end of a long work day, you don't want to perfect. You just move your character on the screen and dodge stuff, and it feels good. You just watch the fireworks show on the screen, and it feels pretty decent at the end of a long day. You know, so they are great games for lazier times where you don't want to think a whole lot about what you're doing. You just kind of point the mouse and go. And in some of the games, you don't even have to point the mouse. Just use the arrow keys, dodge the stuff, and the rest of the stuff happens all by itself. And it's not to say there isn't any tactical aspect to it. It is There is. Uh, But it's a much more... much more relaxing aspect to it than your typical, I would say, roguelike. You know... um, it's one of those things that you, you know. It, I think that's where the blending of the genres is coming in, and I think it's because of that. It's allowing more people to probably go to, to get sucked in with maybe like you know, vampire survivors, and then move on to much more intricate systems right. and games. Right. Totally. Um, and and it's one of those that I think as do you find yourself when you're going through and looking at games? Do you find yourself finding ones that are clearly ones that you want to play but do you find ones that you're trying to also potentially games that will kind of lead other people lead slightly other people into the genre um um that's a good question i don't know that i actively think about that when i'm grabbing games to show off i just try to play games that I enjoy playing. You know, sometimes I'll have developers reach out and say, hey, we would love for you to play our game and do a review of it on the channel. Mm -hmm. I don't do reviews. I just play games that I like and show them off. So if there's a game on the channel, it's because I like it. That's that's fair. Yeah. I've never really been into the review thing. I don't think my opinion matters that much to put it out there to the world. I also don't want to put developers on blast. I don't want to get out there and say, hey, I think this game is bad. These are the reasons that I think this game is bad. Because somebody else might play the game and enjoy it. Yeah, I, I don't think many... To be honest, I don't think many... Well, many decent reviewers don't do that. I think there is... There's, you know, if you're out there to just blast someone, right. I don't think you're doing reviewing very well. Right. All, all by all means, critique something. But I always, I always looked at it as if you're going to crit- critique something, at least offer some or you know, solution to it. Sure. Or don't critique it. You know, you know, you Agreed. can you say, oh, it's the, the controls are clunky. Yeah. What well, that means? What? explain how is it clunky is it is it because it's yes you know the the actual uh the control system itself has got hitboxes are bad is it what explain it to a better you know explain and just saying ah it's clunky i think those types of reviewers then 
don't do any favors for people so i think i think there is i think if you are out there to blast clearly then as you said it's not something i don't think it's, it's, you're not doing this you're not doing the, the gaming genre itself any favors um and and i think you know um the gameplay side of things which is what you're doing with this is just as good because i don't you know that in itself is I've seen a lot more explosion from just people watching gamings as well mm-hmm. and enjoying content through just watching people play a game. You know, yeah, we watch sports. So what's the difference with watching, you know, video games? And it is, it's just therapeutic. I but, do it myself. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so it's, 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 uh, I think both have a, have a place in there. But as um, for me, it was like for that, for, I speak, inadvertently you're showcasing off games potentially to to to, to newer people maybe as well not just yeah. the roguelites obviously the, you've got a clear fan base of the roguelike roguelites in there but i suspect you know newer newer people will be coming in there as well right so in india's points in account to you go and you probably would agree from a different perspective he says you do you do form review though go you just do it in a more laid back, candid way as it happens. So it's not, you don't, you don't say, you know, it's not an outright, but from when you watch your videos, you can gauge, you can gauge if you like this, you like a particular game. So it's a kind yeah. of form of review. It's not, it's I not, it's not, that's it's, true. it's not your traditional style, but you can normally gauge your goat likes it in the video. You can normally gauge it. You can. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, are you, are you, are you, are you any games that are on your plane that you've played and gone, no, I don't like this. I suspect you've probably... Is, is that how you go? You play it first, then, or do you go from... That's exactly right, yes. So I will usually do a run or two first and then make a decision. Is this something I like enough to show off on the channel because my goal every time with every video is to add something to somebody's wish list or yes. get them to go to steam and buy it sight unseen and so if Ooh. i don't like it i'm not going to be able to do that too well yeah it's you can't all fake, about you right can't fake happiness or right. enthusiasm <laughs> I, I suppose can, I could if I was... It'll be seen. It'll be seen. Yeah. People will see through it. They will see through it, you know. Yeah, if I was hopped up on enough caffeine, I, I think I could, but I don't want to do that. You no. know, uh, I, I want to find cool games that just can't find their place on Steam because they don't hit that review requirement right away, and then they just... Some of them, unfortunately... Die very quick deaths. Yeah, they do. They do. You know, and it's so hard being an indie dev. And so if we can help some of the cool games out there find an audience, I'm all about that. I I kind of think even with some of them kind of falling to the void, it surprises me that how many kind of resurge once something clicks it's almost like a trend clicks because it's not to say that even like for instance vampire survivors that yeah. wasn't the first one of its kind out there. Uh, it absolutely true yeah absolutely so true. It, it was something that clicked 
at that right time that just it cemented itself in and it could have been in fairness i think it could have been any any particular game in that genre that could have clicked but if for some reason that absolutely clicked and whether it is you know pr or something just something clicked i think that's the same thing you know things seem to kind of come into fruition in their own time i've seen this a couple of times where games have been there like you know it like oh this game's been out for 10 years but i've never heard of it and it's absolutely and also it'll just explode and you're like but it's been out for ages and it's, it's a shame it doesn't hit when it hits right. um but again that's what you're trying to do you're trying to get it so that it hits or it's seen i should say seen uh at the most optimum time which is normally within the, you know the first three to four months of its release uh um, well a year later yeah it's it's funny it's a bit tougher I, isn't it <laughs> oh it, big time you know you look at something like lethal company i don't know if anybody here has tried lethal company but this is a game that is in what i would argue to be very early access where you kind of pop onto a truck, it's multiplayer, and your goal is to go into this creepy warehouse and go and find all kinds of junk and bring it back to your truck and then buy more supplies and then go back in and do it again. And it's kind of this FPS horror game in very early access. It's overwhelmingly positive right now on Steam with like 150,000 positive reviews. That's good. me and a group of buddies Friday night said, hey, let's try this Lethal Company out that everybody's talking about. We got in there. We bought stuff on the terminal system. We walked out into the wasteland. Apparently, you're supposed to go find a drop ship that has all your gear that you just spent all your money on. We blew that. The ship took off. We didn't get any of our gear. We walked into the warehouse and these ghosts showed up and a spider showed up and it was freaky and we got killed and I uninstalled the game. We didn't have a good time with it. So, but yet it's at an overwhelmingly positive with 150,000 reviews. So how does this stuff happen? I don't know. I don't know how it happens. Again, so how does one game make it, but, but another yeah. doesn't? It, it's it's a click thing, isn't it? It's it's a it's a personal an individual thing, you know. Um, some things just hit with a trend, and some don't. It, you you can never really understand. I think you'd pretty go insane if you tried to try to create a a a viral game, a viral trend or something. I think you just go nuts, you know. Um, and it's just one of those things, you know, the, the best way you can do is try and produce a game that's fun. And then if it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if it hits, it hits, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's hard. To, I don't see how anyone, it's, it's, it's a hidden aspect, which I don't think any gamer or any indie developer or any developer is going to crack <laughs> because we're right. ever evolving trends, isn't it? Sort of thing. But as you said, like the game you supposed to speak about, it was like, for you, just didn't click. And right. I've had it myself. I've had it myself. With, I've had it with genres where things just didn't click. You know, I've mentioned this before. The Souls genre, I actually played Dark Souls uh, the, the, um, uh, Dark Souls 
And I, I same thing. I installed it. Never went near a Dark Souls game ever again. Sure. It took me ten years until what some an indie game, in fact, kind of drew me back into it. And now I'm enjoying that genre again. It's it's a it's something clicks, something doesn't. Um, and, it's, and I think it, it, you know it can be a variety of things. It could be your own personal where you are in your gaming development at that period of time, versus you know that game in question. You just something doesn't click with you. You know, it's it's a hard thing to kind of get right. Right. Um, but at least on the on the on the right side is that you're showcasing off games that probably aren't as well known, maybe to to the to to the mid well. So do you think the majority of the roguelike roguelike community probably all all were already aware of the games that you showcase, or do you still feel that you've, you're showcasing off gems that potentially hasn't been seen before? Well. I still don't think the channel is big enough where developers are reaching out to me saying, hey, you know, we have this big game and we want you to take a look at this before anybody else. You know, sometimes uh, people will comment saying, oh, wow, I didn't even know this was out there. This looks great. I'm wishlisting it now. Sometimes they'll say, oh, hey, you know, I watched a little bit of this on one of the other YouTubers out there that covers rogues, like a splatter cat gaming, for instance. And, you know, he stopped playing the game and you're sticking with it. So I'm going to hang out here for a little bit. So that'll happen sometimes too. Uh, Am I correct? He just seems to kind of jump from game to game to game, isn't it? At least it seems what I've seen from his channel. Am I am I wrong in that? Or at least every time I jump onto his channel, it's like, oh, it's something else he's playing. It doesn't seem to be like a consistent. Oh, I'm going to play this right to the end. Or maybe I'm just not seeing that on his channel. You know, I don't watch him a whole lot. I just know he's one of the names that pops up all the time mm. on my analytics. That say, hey, people that watch your channel also watch this channel, oh, and okay. he happens to pop up quite a bit. Uh, mm. And I do that too. You know, the games that I really do like, I will play a little bit longer, especially if the audience is saying, hey, we'd like to see more of this. Will you go a little bit deeper here? Will you attempt it with this character in particular? Then I'll do that. But sometimes I'm moving on quite a bit as well until I find something, you know, that's pretty special uh, where I'll stick with. Like we did a full run of Returnal on the channel. That one stuck around for a while. Um, something like that that really grabs me. When Hades 2 comes out, I'll be playing the hell out of that on the channel. That will <laughs> be a so. mainstay for it's, a little bit, you it's know? It's one of the trailers you asked me to, to, to get up, and I've, I've had it on quite a bit already, Hades yeah. 2, as I, as I know you're looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I, I will add something in, though, that Indie Gamers put in chat. Um, he put, yeah, I agree with removable. You're always best off making something that you're passionate about rather than reverse engineering something that, uh, something for clicks. Yeah. So I think you mean, you mean, I think you probably means the, the multitude of games that tried to rip off vampire survivors because there was loads. There was, 
obviously Vampire Survivors wasn't the first, but it's like with Minecraft. As I say, Vampire Survivors in itself, it's, you could argue it's a rip-off of other games. You know, yeah. it is. It's one it's of like those things. It's like with Minecraft popped. You had, yeah. like, hundreds of clones of Minecraft. I mean, yeah, a lot, yeah. a, a lot of some are decent, but you'll get the vast majority is just copy and paste and not very good. But it, it, all, <laughs> indie games all starts with passion. If it's a passionate pro- passion project, it will it will shine through. Hopefully, it will. Whether I've got that right or not, I don't know. Yeah, there have been games that I have received from devs in the bullet heaven space that are just carbon copies of vampire survivors and now having played so many of those games i really look for the ones that are adding some type of innovation to the bullet heaven space i played one the other day where you know it starts out it's the typical bullet heaven you know but you can transform into a vehicle and run the enemies over. That was pretty cool. You know, I hadn't seen anything like that before. So with that subgenre in particular, I like to find ones that are different. You know, Death Must Die is taking off quite a bit right right now. If you want to see that, it's on screen. Hang on, give me a minute. It's on screen. No. I messed up. Hang on a minute. There we go. Carry on, sir. Sorry. Brings the retro Diablo-esque look and feel to it, and it's filled with loot. It's very, very addictive. It's got kind of a story layer to it, but it is so easy to just go back over and over and over again. And the game isn't even doing anything that sophisticated compared to, you know, the, the vampire survivors of the world. But it, it just it just works. It's got a very nostalgic look to it. You'd probably agree if you played Diablo back in the day. Like, this is something that would draw you in. It's got awesome powers. And there's loot. And people love to go back and get loot. So another game in that space that just had had the stuff. It had the right stuff, and people are flocking to it. And that's the thing. It, it could, it, you don't know what's going to say. Something could, you know, because uh, am I correct? Death, this has been out for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's in early access right now, and... They are working on the big update that'll come first quarter, and that will include a new zone to mm. play in, and that's going to be awesome. It's one of those. It's, again, it's it's. I think games in general, the rogue lights themselves. It's one of those games where it's. Um, I think it's for me seeing people get into it is a, is a is if you're not familiar with the genre, you kind of need something like this to lead you into it. 
Yeah. Um, and then once you've got that lead into it, is then as a as, as as most gamers do that you evolve into searching out more content for it, more different games, more variety for it. You know, it's one of those things that you know. As you start to look a little bit more, as you start to enjoy the genre, things start to evolve as a gamer by yourself. And you start going for looking at other channels, looking at other people who play these games. And then the channels like yours will then push people into potentially other games that they may not have even thought about or second, you'll give it a second chance for. Yeah, it's totally true. You know, like Indie Gamer says in the chat, Hades is the gateway drug it really is and i'll hang out on the roguelites subreddit where somebody will show up and they'll say hey i really like hades what other games are there out there and i'll post a recommendation or two and they'll come back and go oh my god i didn't know this was a thing. This is amazing. This is exactly what I was looking for, you know? And uh, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. They, they they get a taste and they come back and say, hey, give me some more of that. I, you know, good. it's the same thing. You, you, uh, it's, I think, it, uh, you know, this is where the evolution of some people love their genres and they'll stick to their genres and they'll, that'll be it. I, you know, I've got friends who are like, I'm, you know, beam ups. That's it. There's the thing. They will not go into any other genre. They're not interested. It is beat-em-ups is their only thing. You've got those who are you know, uh, racing car sim fans. That's it. They'll never, never get there into any other. They're just stuck in that genre, and that's where they're happiest, and that's great. But then there is the alternative game, I would like to say, was where who are willing to potentially try something, and that's when you'll get a lot more people start to, you know... Um, evolve into that genre. One of the things I've seen before is, as I say, is like, you'll get one guy in a group who go, oh, shit, I played this game, and they'll be like, oh, really? You, you know, why did you play that? It's like, no, that's really, really good. Come on, play with me. And then all of a sudden, you've dragged in two or three people, and then, then they start to, you know, it starts to spread and spread and spread. <laughs> right, right. You know, the, the game that's on screen right now uh, is, is Witchfire, and this is a... <laughs> roguelite fps and when i saw the preview for this game the first time uh, i was i was shouting i was that into it and got my hands on it and it was pure addiction i think this could be one of those types of games as well where somebody tries this out not knowing that it's got roguelite elements they just look at it and they go oh wow that's that looks like a neat first person shooter it game does. by mm-hmm. the astronauts that made Painkiller. I like Painkiller. Let me try this out. And then they get in there and they go, "Oh, wait, well, that, that's an interesting element." Okay. So I think that this this one might have some pull as well. It's it's quite a game. It will. I mean, it's got. Um, looking for. I mean, one that I always always. Bulletstorm for me was an absolute. I absolutely loved Bulletstorm. I loved their new take on that. So to yeah. see how this they've evolved it onto this one, it'd be interesting as well. <laughs> it's pretty tremendous, and 
they do this interesting thing in this game where there's a witch that kind of serves as a game master. And, you know, if you think about Left for Dead, how that had a game master where they're dumping zombies on you at certain times, this witch will dump calamities on you. Uh, and they're in-game events that just kind of happen and they make for interesting challenges. But as you level up in the game, the witch gets new capabilities. So you are getting stronger, but the game is getting more challenging. Is it ever evolving regardless of where you are as a player? That's correct. That's correct. And Ooh. so not everybody is on board with that. You know, I've seen some well, comments say, along the way saying, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you honestly, I, can, I can see that. I can see the reservation because that is not an easy task to balance. Yes. And it's the balancing that's going to be the kicker because yes. if it gets too challenging too quickly... Yes. It'll put people off. If it gets too easy too quickly, it's going to be it's equally put people off. If, you know, game-breaking bugs in terms of, you know, your, as you're leveling versus, you know, the witch evolving yes. something, you know, it's it's not, it's it's a hard task to balance. Can I just interject you know, there? Um, Luke Steele's reappeared again in chat. He says, witch fire is so good. He reappeared when he when he when he was talking about that game. He's played it. He has. Yeah, it's a great game, and they've done something unique where leveling up is help me hurt me. And I've seen people chatting about this online because I struggled with it. I thought, oh, I've got these resources. Let's get in there and level up. And then I'd have runs where an army of 30 undead spawn right on top of me. Wow. I even had that happen during a boss fight. I had a calamity hit me. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. This is just vicious. But I think that it's opened up opportunities for creativity because I've seen discussions online about this game where people have said, Hey, if you want to play Witchfire really well, you never level up. Just, just get good and don't level up. And that way the witch won't get strong. And, you know, I've leveled up quite a bit and can hold my own in the game. Most of the time, every once in a while you get some crazy calamities and, and things just get wild in there, but it's fun. Even if you end up losing it, it's fun. The runs are fun. That's what it comes down to for me. And that's the main thing, isn't it? It's if you can enjoy the game, regardless of the punishment or yep. maybe the uh, challenge, I would say not, not punishment is probably a bit of a strong word. The challenge, um, that is what gonna is gonna keep keep bringing you back. The same with like Souls Likes. I know I keep diving back to Souls Likes. It's the same thing in some cases. It's the challenge versus reward. Yes. Um, and and that is a hard task to manage. So once it's done well, it feeds that. I would say almost that endorphic addiction. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. I think that's totally true. 
Um, and I think that's the thing. That's the, that's, the, that's why this genre is very different from your standard genre. It's it's uh, it's uh, two sides of a different coin that's consistently battling. You know, right? You know, the euphoria of 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 of, of uh, getting through and completing the challenge versus the absolute. Rage <laughs> of of yes. you know of of uh, failing. <laughs> yes, but if it's a roguelite, even if you fail, they typically value your time a little bit. Where you exactly. just take your yep. resources, you run to the mirror, and you get a little bit more health for the next time. Exactly that. Yes, I think that helps mitigate uh, some of the negative aspects to it mm-hmm. um but again that's still an individual thing you know some people say this is too easy this is too hard it's a very much an, but that's where options come in that's where the different you know that's where you can kind of mitigate it to some degree with you know options and challenge options um i don't think i've seen and please get me if I'm wrong i don't think i've ever seen too many difficulty in uh purists when it comes to roguelites Mm. Not where, where it's saying... like it's souls like you. It's very much of if it's difficult, it's a souls like. Don't don't mess with it. Where the rogue like, I would. Say, I don't think that's the case. Or is that something different? You'd say is different. No, I think you're right. I I do think you're right about that. Yeah, and I agree with what Indy is saying in the chat that the challenge is why it's so satisfying. You know, if you get through your run take down the boss after 27 attempts it feels pretty good mm. it's it's a strange one i find that it's like you've almost got there's a slight crossover between the two uh, genres but they're almost like very different fan bases is that would you would you say that's correct between the, the souls games and, and rogues rogue like yeah I don't because know. Still dealing I, with a it's a challenge and difficulty uh, aspect yeah. to it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm fans of both of the genres. If if that's meaningful at all, I I do mm-hmm. like both. I've played a lot of the Soulsborne games over the years. I I will never touch Sekiro ever again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Not ever again. Not for money would I touch that game. Um, that one broke me. I cannot do the. Parry it, it's not the black. I cannot parry to save my life. And Lies of P destroyed me over and over and over again. Um, but that, well, that one, was, I, I was Lies okay. Lies of P was a very different parry system. That was yes. the thing I, I found was. To be honest with you, Lies of P, I would argue is a gateway into the parry system. Not the Zolz-like genre, but it's a parry system because yes. uh, for Live P, you hold down the parry for it right. to be meaningfully, uh, for, it, for it to basically work. With any other parry system, it's effectively, it's tapping it at that most critical moment. So it's almost it was almost very very different, and I noticed this when I was playing with Elden Ring. It's like, you know, you would 
you're parrying on Eldring versus parrying um, with uh, Liza P was like, oh, because I had the same thing when I first started in, in uh, VJ or this. I was absolutely, I was absolutely very, <laughs> I was very angry with the. Actually, it was yeah. the demo, wasn't it, BJ? I think I mentioned it to you that I was, I was like, I just can't do this. You're a trying fact, like, actually, on this. Yeah. He's gone for a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But it, well, I actually played the demo of Liza P and I couldn't get past the first boss. And it was yeah. just, and it was, it was the parry system that didn't click with me until it did. And yeah. then it really worked. And it's just because I didn't appreciate that you had to hold down the parry system <laughs> because I was yes. so used to, you know, not holding down the parry system. It was basically tapping. Um, yes. Uh, I was surprised. That, was that something that you found was very? It had similar. Sounds like you had something similar. Well, I I really appreciated that the whole concept of, of Liza P was the movement of the puppets and the various enemies that you were up against. The, the whole thing was trying to figure out the weird movement patterns because you know some of those enemies would wind up for their attack seven Pause. different ways, right? <laughs> and they attack and you, you think it's <laughs> coming, but it's not. No. And then you think it's coming again, but it's not. And then they hit you. And you go, okay, next time, next time, we're going we're gonna to turn the tables. Right, because and they, do they hit you again. <laughs> um, so that was, that was really neat about that game. I can't Ooh. tell you that I ever mastered the parry system i got really good at putting points into additional max health that's that's what that's what <laughs> saved me that's what saved me in lies of p and pushed me to the end uh but i i would recommend any fan of the souls born genre should play lies of p it's such a great looking game it's uh they play with that IP in a really interesting way. And I, I won't say anything else, but they kind of turn the story over on its head. Mm-hmm. It's very, very interesting. Um, yeah. And I'll just, I'll just close with Sekiro is a nasty game. That's it. So that's the That's one thing I, I'd, I would want to play Sekiro, but I just don't think I would be good enough. And that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. I, it looks a beautiful game, and it just and the irony is, is, as a Tenchu fan, it just looks up my street. But there's no, I know in my head, I know it's not Tenchu. Um, but it's the it's, closest to a Tenchu yes. game. Where I'm like, ah, <laughs> yes, it's very close. It's very close to Tenchu. You might enjoy it until you don't, because you've <laughs> gotten killed by a boss eighty-seven times, and I'm. Genichiro, I'm looking at you. I I made it through the second to last boss after attempting it for three weeks. I watched a lot of YouTube tutorials, and I finally got through them. And then I got to the final boss of the game. I played it one time. I was down very, very quickly. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass at this point. Yep. I, I, and I haven't gone back to it. 
but you should try it. You should, you should get in there. You should get in there. You'll like it. It's annoying. It's one of those games. I guess I, I would, but it's like I just know I would probably end up as someone. The biggest issue with me at the moment is I'm still very as as I effectively a newbie to the Soulsborne games. I'm very hesitant about which ones I go into because as someone who literally after playing one souls like you know dark souls stopped playing the genre for 10 years i don't want to go down that path again i don't want to you know yeah break the progress i've made with the genre i don't think i'd yeah. ever would actually i don't think i would I've, I've evolved as a person now to kind of just like okay this one just doesn't work for me but it's that slight fear is like you know <laughs> it may yeah. actually happen again <laughs> where well, i just you, get so, <laughs> did you play elden ring i did yes well you know if you like elden it. ring i did yeah. i actually love elden ring yeah and yeah. to be honest, this actually was the, it wasn't the one that kind of got me into Dark Souls. There was a variety uh, of uh, indie game, indie Dark Souls that got me into it. Okay. Um, and Elder Ring was the one that I just kind of was like, Elder Ring was the one from software. It is my second from software game. The, you know, Dark Souls mm-hmm. was the first from so- software game. Is it Dark Souls? Dark, yep. Dark Souls. Yep. Um, it is Dark Souls. Was the first one. That ruined it for the genre for me. And <laughs> I would say Elden Ring was the one that cemented it. I wouldn't say it was the one that brought me back into it. That was definitely yeah. in line with the indie games that helped me bring that back into it. But that is one that cemented me back into it again. So I'm kind of hesitant because it's like I've had From Software break me and From mm-hmm. Software bring me back, cement me back in. Do I now go back and get broken again by From Software when it comes to Sekiro? <laughs> you do, you do. It's it's time to play Demon Souls. I think that's <laughs> what you need to do next. You know, um, Bloodborne apparently is, is one that's supposed to be, uh, is, um, is one that I, I kind of like the look of because that's very much, um, uh, Liza, I say Liza P has some sort of um, inspiration from Bloodborne, hasn't it? Would you argue? I that? would agree. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. Well, it's I think that they coach you and push you to be more aggressive in Bloodborne. And I think that that is also true of Lies of P, because if you take a hit, you've got to go back and deliver a hit in order to get a little bit of health back. So they encourage you to get in there and swipe at these enemies as opposed to taking more of a sword and board approach and absorbing a hit, waiting for your moment, and then going in there with a swipe like you would in Dark Mm. Souls. Yeah. I would... hmm. I guess, again, that's my fear is I don't want to be broken again. (laughs) I totally... And that's that's where From Software is just very good at that. It's very good at breaking people, you know. So, and, you know, it was the indie indie, uh, Dark Souls genre that got me back in. So I'm kind of like, look, do you know what? Maybe I just say Sekiro isn't for me. (laughs) Maybe when I'm, you know, I've had a, you know, I'll go down other paths. At the moment, I'm kind of dipping my toes more into the roguelikes genre anyway so that's kind of clicked that niche as well a little bit in terms of that challenge versus reward sort of situation um 
But in terms of roguelikes, because that's what you're the specialist on, clearly there are some that you would say you'd recommend to those probably, you know, I would say if you could, what would you recommend for, say, fans of the genre and maybe beginners of the genre? Would you be able to like name one or two that you'd be say, look, if you're starting off, go here. But if you're if you're an elitist, maybe go here. I suppose the yeah. elitists probably already know, but I'm trying to think of ones that probably yeah. aren't well known. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good question. I think the beginners should just start out with vampire survivors or Hades, and if I, they find I'm that a... they like Hades, you know, then maybe from there they go to Curse of the Dead Gods, and they play another Hades like that's a little bit more challenging in my opinion. So a newbie is to play Hades. I think so. Uh, I tried Hades. Uh, didn't do it for you? Well, we didn't give it long enough, but uh I wanted to smash my controller. I was fed. <laughs> yeah. I don't like dying. That's the problem. You find it relaxing. Do, well, uh, you need to buy, yeah. you need to get what I would tell you to do. I don't, Go I'm joking. I don't, seven, I don't, you got to buy seven controllers. I'm joking when I say that. I don't actually throw the controller. It's just, well, a, do, yeah, do what you need to, to get, to, to feel good again, but then just grab another controller. Maybe, um, and this is someone who, um, is dipping his toes as well as maybe it's isometrics. Maybe you should try sure. a different roguelike. Because I know um, when it comes to isometric games, tactical, they work superb with me. For some reason, I've or I've too struggled with isometrics when it comes to slash games, hack and slash games. Don't know why. Yeah. I have no understanding why. Uh, but for some reason, hacker slash games on an isometrics just either frazzles my brain <laughs> or puts me off. And it could be just as simple as that. So it could be that actually your 2D platforming kind of roguelike is a much better way to start off with than, say, your isometrics. And, you know, sometimes it's something simple like that, you know, where you're, yeah. it's just the actual visual reference it's off-putting for your brain. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I didn't appreciate it until I, until I actually had a developer, an indie developer actually explain it to me. He's like, he's like, uh, people's brains, he said, one of the ways, he says, you're, there's, there's a reason why platformers are really, you know, there's thousands of platformers and there aren't so many isometrics when it comes to platformings. He said, there's, there's different genres and different, way, different styles that just suit people's visual understanding right. um and it was kind of interesting to kind of think about it like that and it's like in my head it's like ah maybe that's one of the reasons why i don't like some games because it's just not the game not the the mechanics it could be just the visual style that just doesn't sit well with my cortex at that particular time well, sure. I, I yeah. think I might give Hades a go. I do realise now, indie game, how stupid I sounded then. I didn't like dying in a, in in a rogue when it's part of the process, because Hades is actually a very graphically beautiful game. So I think I might have to give it another go. I did sound quite stupid there. 
because <laughs> it's part of the process, isn't it? Uh, so again, it could be just the isometric aspect. I know for me, Hades. It's one of the things for me. I I, I, I struggled with Hades. But I actually actually did quite enjoy more of the 2D platforming types of roguelikes. That seemed to work better for me. I, I kind of seemed to work really well when it comes to tactical uh, you know, turn-based RPGs. Isometric seemed to be the best way for me. Whereas like the 2D almost like platform tactical RPGs, again, seems to put me off. <laughs> so it could be a visual element Yeah, that sometimes... I mean doesn't click with you and that's that's just trying to understand yourself yeah. a little better i think vj's yeah. back now is yeah for folks that like the platformers dead cells would be a good starting point and you know if you like dead cells then there's lots of other roguelike and roguelike platformers that you know you could recommend out from there but those would be good starting points. And for somebody that's been around the space for a while, Raven's Watch is a great game. It's in early access right now. And you know, Raven's Watch is kind of like an an MMO type experience, or you know, imagine a sprawling Diablo type game that would typically go on for 60 hours, but you play the whole game in 30 minutes with a timer counting down against you. You're trying to get strong and build up for the final battle. That's going to show up, you know, when the timer counts out, it's fun. It's very challenging, but it's fun. And that's made by the folks that made curse of the dead gods. So the art style is epic you can play as folk heroes which is a lot of fun too so red riding hood is a playable character once upon um, a time the pied piper of hamlin is a playable character and they all play super unique from each other so raven's watch is a great game as well very challenging but a lot of fun is that what's on the screen stubs it is now because yeah. I downloaded it. I forgot to put it, forgot to put it in the <laughs> in the sorry. OBS. There you go. I, I, I probably blasted people's ears out for about two seconds while I muted the music. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, you said this is just this is uh, early access at the moment. You were saying this is an early access, and they have two of the three total chapters built out. They've added a couple characters along the way, like Aladdin. Aladdin was a newer character that they added. He's very interesting to play as. Uh, they just added Sun Wukong. Very interesting character. I am very partial to the Pied Piper, but it's got an Is it because awesome of his play look. style or, the, or is it the skill base? Yeah, the play style is very interesting. He is kind of a summoner of sorts. Mm -hmm. And he is putting rats out there constantly that you can then control and send into the enemy groups. Are we taking uh, basically like a necromancer of the rat kind? Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I almost said necromancer, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I'm glad you did. I'll steal that. Uh, 
Yeah, he does play like that. And then you can, you know, get all kinds of interesting powers. Uh, you can even make the rats explosive at some point. Mm -hmm. So it's a great game. It's challenging. But I will say that the devs have done a great job of making each character play very, very uniquely. Uh, and I think that they're looking at a lot of the analytics and the play data that's coming because you know for a while the game was extremely excruciatingly challenging uh especially if you were playing as a single player yep. uh, and i think that they've improved things quite a bit speaking you've, you've kind of really worked well into the next question i was asking speaking of challenging do you feel that these types of games should have the option to make it easier depending on the person in question. Um, not just for accessibility in terms of, you know, bringing new people into the games, but also is, as the genre itself. Do you think it, it, it allows itself to still be as enjoyable, but maybe tweaking the play style to suit the player rather than, say, the actual type of the game? I do. I... I definitely do. I, I'm a big fan of difficulty settings. I think that uh, accessibility is always a win and thinking about all types of different players that are out there. Uh, folks that have 30 minutes a week to play. They don't want to play a difficult game where they're just going to get blown out the first two minutes Ooh. in over and over and over again. Uh, give those folks a break. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of having the option. You know, make it a selection for folks. And then on top of that, you talk about accessibility and people that game differently. And maybe mm -hmm. they use a different style of controller setups where mm -hmm. they can't pull off those quick, precise movements i mean me myself so I have, specifically have those sort of factors in it and so having yeah. those options to kind of deal with those you know yes. like button remapping you know tweaks to certain particular settings maybe one button pushes uh we didn't have to Absolutely. keep tapping the button those little tweaks uh do help elevate a game in terms of accessibility um and it's just, I'm just saying, well, this is kind of harkens back to our early conversation. I, I do know that when the Souls born sort of things, that is kind of frowned upon. Whereas the roguelike seems to be a much more forgiving, much more welcoming of that availability to, to tweak and change it to suit the player's preference or abilities. Yeah, it's true. And I wish it was the other way around. I mean, I'll admit to you right now, when I played Lies of P, I went out and I got a trainer for it. And when I was getting Ergo from killing enemies, it was being multiplied by two. Because mm. I don't want to grind. I don't want to mm -hmm. play the area 17 times and get blown up. I don't have time. I just don't have time for it. Um, and I think... Having the choice is a nice option. I, I get that there's purists uh, in the, the, the Soulsborne 
genre. But I mean, if I was in charge of the world, these games would have difficulty settings and all kinds of accessibility options so that I mean, anybody can come yeah. in and enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to, I'll take obviously from software, but in fairness to the last one, Elden Ring did provide an alternative to, I would say, your typical uh, challenge options, which is like easy, hard, extra hard, with the sure. use of summons. So yes. summons were those were that was a different way of looking at making the game easier. And I'll fully put my hands up. I use summons pretty much most of the time. Same. <laughs> you know, it was like, yep, I'm using summons. I actually enjoyed the summons. It was it was exceptionally helpful. It, it, it kind of tied me to the game even more because of them. Yes. But I ended up basically wanting to collect them all. It became like a Pokemon <laughs> situation. At that point. Yes. It was like, Gotta grab them all, you know, just to see what they do. Um, but that was a different way of evolving the challenge options. Um, and so even that is being slightly pushed into the Souls type games. But from the roguelikes, I've never seen the purists, at least not that I've viewed upon. There don't seem to be many purists in saying, well, actually, no, a roguelike has to be very, very challenging. And it's only the metadata. So the meta um Sorry, my yeah. brain's going. Meta progression, uh, yeah. Meta progression that you should yeah. rely on, nothing else. You know, yeah. You know, I don't see that as much. There probably is them kind of people when they go. I guarantee there is. There, there would, there would be. It doesn't seem to be as least as as prolific. My saying that maybe that's just me. Maybe it's where I'm looking at it from this this point of view. Anyway, I think there's plenty of people that play those games that want additional challenge options. You know, they want some kind of, and I'm thinking about Tiny Rogues. I think Tiny Rogues has a system called Inferno, where you can add even more nastiness to your runs. You know, you're oh, going to hit harder. You know what I mean? You go the opposite yeah. way where you actually increase upon it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a unique. That's a unique aspect. So you, you basically, mm, instead of going from the opposite direction where it's reducing the difficulty, you set a, as, as Luke's pointed out, you set as a default based difficulty, and then it's sliding the opposite way upwards to to increase it to suit more of a the, the challenge that you require. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you that's, look that's, out there. I understand yeah. it as as long as the base is easy enough for <laughs> those who right. play it. I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. If you look out there at some of the folks that are playing the new Risk of Rain, you're going to see a lot of challenge type videos. You know, where hey, I did this thing at you know game level forty seven. Top difficulty. I only used one gun. You know that kind of content. Um, well, there's there's the infamous meme, isn't there? It's like uh, I think it's I think you're you've seen it, may have seen uh, go where there's two devs watching a YouTube and he's like the guy has gone through the entire game with only a turnip as a weapon, and then you yes. see the guy at the back of the gun. But why? Yes, yes, a hundred percent, yes. Yeah, it's like, totally oh, yeah. true. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it. I think a challenge is going to be. It's an individual thing, uh, but accessible accessibility is for everybody. It, the one thing I always find about accessibility uh, when it comes to games is, um, 
you won't realize how much you need it until you get older. Yeah. And then you're going to really wish. This is the thing. So those who gatekeep really are going to find themselves uh, frustrated they didn't un-gatekeep early on. Because I'm telling you, you know, if you're getting to like the age of me when your eyesight's starting to slow down and everything's starting to stiffen up. <laughs> it's you it's are, totally you are true. Happy. You, you are happy for accessibility options. <laughs> um, you know, when I when I use a controller for too long, my thumbs will swell up on me. And so oftentimes, you know, I'm usually playing games with keyboard and mouse and my friends give me just a ton of shit about this, but I actually use two foot pedals for shift and space bar. I've got foot pedals below my table. Yes. And they stop my thumbs from having to hit shift well, I guess space bar and then my other finger That's reaching for shift. And it it does wonders for my hands. That's a full body workout. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm getting my steps That's in. The Fitbit's like, That's you so must be working out right now, goat. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, but I'll take it. I'll t- give me those steps, damn it. Wow. That's well, right. I never would have thought I got a little secret out of goat there you did. How about the it? Foot, How about the footsteps? That's right. It's part of the secret sauce. That's well, right. If it's, I know people who are, I do, it sounds like Stubbs is kind of shocked, but it's not as if oh. that, you know, you see people who, who will do a Souls-like game just by using a dance mat. Yes. So it's not as if there aren't options out there to kind of do these things. It's just that we're kind of setting our ways with a preset of controllers. And it? it's like, you've got to use your controller for this. You've got to use your mouse and keyboard for that. Right. It's almost like a elitism in terms of how your controller setup is, you know, and it's like, uh, it, it shouldn't be, but we've kind of, I think we've, you know, we've kind of gone into it with a, you know, uh, a preset mind. <laughs> Yeah. So no, when we hear about that, it just, as you said, it just shocks people. Just like Stubbs is like, what? Yes. <laughs> yep. I've never heard yep. of that before. I haven't. Yeah, I remember going to the doctor for it. And uh, of course, they take the x rays and, uh, you know, they go, oh, uh, we found inflammation. And I'm going, oh, that's really great. You found inflammation, right? So, oh, that's what's causing the swelling. It was inflammation the whole time, right? And the doctor says to me, well, you know, uh, boy, we think you're going to have to slow down on uh, on the games. And I'm thinking, you know, we're thinking that's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I'll i be honest. I thought, boy, if they're taking games away from me, I don't know. You know, you get into a little bit of a depression thinking about that because this is a lifetime hobby for me. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you just get creative and uh, then all of a sudden the foot pedals show up. And it's like, okay, all right, we can do this. We're getting steps in now. Exactly. And it, that's the thing. And this is the thing. You're gonna, it's going to get to the point when, you know, you're going to need that text bigger. You're going to need something that's going to be easily adaptable when you're older. Because yep. if you want to be gaming until, you know, you're 99, like yep. uh, Stubbs, you're yep. going to have to kind of, you know. Well, I've only got two years to 99, evolve. so do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. 
So yep. this is the thing. This is why I think it's, it's one of the things I think people are going to... It's, it's a weird, because I think gaming is still... Have you, have you realized that gaming is still a young hobby? Yep. We don't really appreciate how young it is. It's, you know, yeah. 1967? 1970? You know, it's a very young hobby still. And, you know... The first generation is coming up to old age. Yep. And it's only going to be then uh, people are going to start realizing that accessibility is, is a much more needed thing than it, you know, it is. Um, I think there's going to be some benefits to it as well. I think I mentioned this before. So I think loneliness will be kind of pretty much Ill, uh, removed because I think right. a lot of us, I know me and you, go we'll probably still be gaming <laughs> about yeah. 80 90 over across the internet chatting to each other you know it's like ah, you know even I, when I you're hope, old i hope so you yeah. know so i think that's going to help out in terms of uh you know uh mental health but i think in terms of accessibility i think we're still a little bit behind <laughs> well by then by then i'll have uh reached out to the generative ai professionals and i'll have 17 different versions of myself creating content on the channel. <laughs> and uh, you may think that you're playing a multiplayer game with me, but it, it'll probably just be another version of me. You'll still have a good time. 2.4. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I think it's, it's one of those things. I think it's, uh, it's exciting times. Um, and as you said, the genre as itself is, is evolving so rapidly. Do you, where do you see the future of roguelikes going? Oh, I think that the indie developers will continue to advance the genre and continue doing things with random generation. You know, I think that whether we'll like it or not, we will probably see more random generation with AI art and AI writing and things that are kind of easily found off the shelf. Because look, one or two people, you know, there's only so much you can do in a day and they have to push these games out and you know, it can be an easy source of, of various things, uh, whether it's mm -hmm. art or written content for your story or what have you. Um, so we'll probably see more of that type of stuff happening. But I, I think that a lot of these types of, of games will continue to be pushed out of the independent space. I'd like to see more. Uh, in the triple A and double A realm, you know, your your returnals of the world and and such. Uh, I would put Witchfire in that that category as well. But I don't know. I think it's always going to have a home in the indie space. For me, I think it's going to evolve. Whilst the the AI is is going to come on, I think it's not. I think it's it's the Pandora's box. It's opened now. I think it will be very much still a on a leash for a couple more years yet. Yeah. I think the big focus is probably going to be the displays. 
So uh, AR and VR. Mm. I think AR yeah. is probably going to be the next big thing. VR, VR at VR. the moment, I, I think it's going to be held off because of the way humans react to VR. Some I'm, humans do I'm, just, it just really frazzles their brain being in. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. I've got the Quest 2. And I can operate it quite fine without even getting dizzy now. However, when yeah. I first started playing it, I did get a bit dizzy, but I don't. I no longer really get dizzy. That's training, and that's that's, yeah. that's your brain. You've trained your brain into that. And yeah, I think... with, with VR though, there's no way they'll get to a point where people won't get bit, bit dizzy because you're supposed to be in another reality. You're not supposed to be in your living room. You see, it's like you're out of this world. So that's a bit difficult to actually. Yeah, but it's the same thing with claustrophobia. Some people just cannot deal with that. They cannot as deal with a enclosed aspect. Certain factors that just won't won't work for them. This is where I think AR will be a bit like uh, you know it will be the lead into VR. It will be the the uh, the entrance point because AR means you can still see the world around you. You can still enjoy the content you want. Mm. You can still. Uh, fully you know see a hundred you know 300 inch screen in front of you whilst talking to your you know, your, you know your wife beside you where vr is very much as you said it's in your own bubble your own world it is a such think, but i will yeah, say I they've got some, some people are going to struggle with that they've got some safety mechanics in because obviously you, you draw your barrier and if you go out the barrier the head you can see headset won't let you hurt yourself you draw a barrier Oh yeah, I, I don't yeah. get me wrong. I I, I think yeah. that's still there. I just think that some people, even with, I think some. It, I mean, we've seen the funny videos where someone's got a VR helmet and they fall off it and they absolutely crap themselves. You know, um, yeah. it it could be just the fact it's too immersive. Some people just can't handle that immersion. Um, well, I think AR at this this stage. Uh, is going is going to be the lead into it. I think from it, AR allows things to happen in the real world um, a lot easier. So one of the things that I'm seeing is that AR is now being more utilised in your day to day basis in terms of working, in terms of jobs, um, where VR is a very much more specific. I bet goat's Required. got VR. Have you got VR yeah. goat? Yeah, I have a Quest Two nice. as well. And well, it's my son's VR, but I say it's mine, but it's his really. When he lets yeah. me, when he lets me on it, right? Yeah, I use mine a handful of times a month. I think it's cool. Uh, I think that they need to make it more comfortable. I think that they need to come up with an omnidirectional treadmill that doesn't cost <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars to have in your home. It's quite enjoyable when I go into the garage when I'm the only one home and I've got the whole garage to do room scale VR. I can't do games with, I think it's called smooth motion. That's where you are moving with the controller itself. I need games where you can do the teleport movement. 
Because if I start really? moving you in find, the game, yeah, I can't that's, do that's, it. That's, see, that is unusual because the design thing for Ireland, people teleporting, I've had people where they say they can't handle that. They actually need the smooth walking motion to kind of feel themselves grounded. So it's, that's, that's, it's unique. I, I must be, I've never heard that. So actually, that's kind yeah. of unique. Yeah, if I'm if I'm walking in VR but not walking in real life, it mm-hmm. it's it a vomit comment. Yeah, yeah, it totally yeah, gotcha. does. It's not great. Yeah. So, you know, thankfully there are a handful of games that I've played that have the teleport movement and it's fine. And there are some uh there are some rogues on the uh quest two as well that have been fun to play. But I think again, we need the Omni treadmill that the average person could afford in their home if they had VR because it makes it better. And I think that they just need to come up with some kind of device that is has the form factor of a pair of sunglasses. Well, uh, yeah, AR's already done that. They've already got that as a form factor. Yeah. But trying to get a VR with the computing board, the issue they found, well, for the AR, they've had to put the the brains, as if it were, for the AR aspect into almost like a separate box. Because for something that's comfortable to wear on your face, as as you said, like a pair of glasses, it has a certain weight limit. And so to get that weight limit down to where it's comfortable, they've got to place the software and and hardware effectively elsewhere so it's it sits at the moment which is the one thing i'm thinking of is called the extra glasses uh it has effectively almost like a battery pack little pack almost like a, uh the best way to describe it is like do you remember the ipods yes it's like that but it just sits in your pocket and that is the brains of the ar device so if they could do that with vr then i think you're right you've you've got something you can just sit relax and just enjoy the, you know, the whole VR experience around you, and that will happen, you know, as you know, as time comes along. But it's one of those things. It's probably not just it, right? It's one of those things. I, 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 I can, I can imagine it. It just, it will happen, but we won't realize it. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be closer than we realize. To be honest with you, I think VR will happen, but I think at the moment, I think AR is kind of the one that's pushing the boundaries uh, for a more comfort, at least. And then it's just going to. But the Quest Three VR catch up. The Quest I haven't got. But, yeah, but VR is not for the masses. VR is a niche. Is niche, and people will pay it. I believe. I believe that. I believe the Quest Three is selling quite well. But then again, PlayStation VR. But PlayStation's yeah. also five hundred pound. For their yeah. VR too, right? But that's that's what I think AR is going to be for the masses because AR, the the good thing about AR is it has multifaceted in what you can utilize it. So, what I've seen some of the AR glasses at the moment is, for instance, a perfect example is you'll get a video call, and the guy will be looking at something in front of him, saying, "Okay, he's looking at an electrical box. I need to rewire this electrical box." He'll be able to view the, the object in front of him. He'll video call. The guy will be like, oh, okay, here's an overlay. He'll put that overlay in front of the guy's glasses, and then he'll be able to fix it there and then with the AI glasses. Um, and I'm starting to see remnants of that and the power of some of the software coming through already. Um, 
so that it is, is that's that I is I really know, cool. That's what I think it's just going to push through. I think that's going to push the VR to come through. It will happen, but I think yeah. that's the AR aspect is starting to come through because it has uh, out you know in real life applications. Yeah, that 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 is an interesting use case, and you know I've heard of trucking companies utilizing that where the driver is looking at it, but there's an engineer or mm-hmm. a mechanic on the phone looking at it as well and mm-hmm. leading them through the process of, of fixing. I don't, I guess I want something where I put the glasses on and I can put plates of fried chicken all <laughs> over the damn house, just all over the place and see them whenever I want and go, you know what? This is a cool place to hang out in virtually. There is, there is one. You know, that's there, what I want. That's cool. But I've, there is one question I've been meaning to ask you. What is the ghost? What is the goat cooking up for Christmas dinner? Oh man, we've Curry. been we've been, we've been talking about that. Um, you know, we went out and got another one of those Popeyes Cajun turkeys. You guys have Popeyes out by you? Oh, we don't eat though, but I okay. tell you what, fried chicken. Yeah, uh, this is they 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 cook it, they fry it, and then they freeze it, and it's oh. loaded oh. with Cajun butter and spices and all kinds of stuff. So you're basically just reheating it. So we're gonna do that, and then we're probably going to do a couple smoked pork shoulders. Yeah. What about and your then, turkey uh, competition? Is the turkey competition not on this year? Oh yeah, no, we had the turkey competition. Yeah, turkey oh, competition happens. Yeah, that's that's an annual thing. Um, there were six or seven turkeys this year I need, at Thanksgiving. Has this, has this been mentioned in, in your videos? I think yeah. it did come up. I yes. need to go back and listen because I love the stories about the turkey competitions you have. Well, I was talking about doing the mango habanero deep fried turkey this year, but then I drove past the Popeyes and their sign said, we still have turkeys. So, I mean, it was kind of a done deal at that point, you know, because they're amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll probably do a ham as well, because we're going to have a lot of people. Honey glazed. Hang on. You've been been corrected by Pixel Slapper. He's... Oh, no, I think he's joking. He's he's joking. Ignore me. (laughs) You really thought Popeye. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if Popeye's, the American food chain, does make its way over to the UK. To be fair, they're all all starting to come... um... Starting to come over here, uh, goat. They are a lot of the American f- food food chains are starting to come over here now. Oh, we've that's got great f- news. five guys. But, uh, we've got. But there is a little bit of a difference because there are certain uh, fruit preservatives and fruit chemicals we're not allowed to have. That's true. I was so going to say will, with, with will all be a very different. Slightly different tasting, slightly different way of dealing with some of the food. We don't have chlorine all over yeah. our chicken. We don't. Yeah, Usually. I was going to say, you'll all be so healthy with all the uh, American restaurants coming over. <laughs> they are coming over. All the Wars. health food and all the, all the deep-fried health foods. I believe, I believe Taco, Taco Bell's here. Okay. Yep. I'm not sure about it. I don't really live near cities, so there's probably more. 
There is Taco Bell. Yeah, there is more. There is. There's a couple of things that are coming through. Um, White Castle. I think I heard rumors that they said that was going to come over here. Oh man, yeah. Now you're talking. I see. I aged out of Taco Bell and White Castle. You know, I'm you just get to that point where you you have some Taco Bell, and the next day you go, oh man, oh man, wow. I'm surprised. Literally, <laughs> I'm surprised that In and Out. Yes. yes. I'm surprised that In and Out place ain't ain't here yet. In and Out Burger or something. Oh, it's a, wonderful. I'm yes, surprised they've not wonderful. tried. I, I had it out in Utah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's tremendous. Yeah, I don't know. A lot, I don't, of, I don't, a lot of health food there. I, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, you didn't go down the curry route. You know? Yeah, you know, we we definitely do have uh, curry from time to time. My wife does a lot of uh, interesting dishes with curry uh, and chutneys that are really, really good. Um, but probably not for the holidays. Uh, usually on the holidays, the uh deep fryer and the smoker uh are out there in full force getting a workout i think that the weirdest one i ever actually strangest one i ever did was um i too one which i went to a friend mine who's an indian went over there his house and had uh he's basically a curry roast dinner which was just absolutely amazing um and then the other one was actually having goose which oh, for the UK wow. is, is kind of tradition. It was is actually more. Tra- it was supposed to be more traditional than turkey. Uh, goose was our kind of uh, our thing, but turkey kind of blew that out of the water. I think from around the after the war, is uh, they you know goose was pretty much almost finished off, so I went to turkey instead. But goose, yeah, goose was a different different one for this year. I was like, wow, that's a that's a bit much more a stronger stronger bird to eat that's got to be similar to duck right yes i found i found it was it was lovely don't get me wrong i had it with a goose with honey and uh lemons and it was uh, it was absolutely gorgeous and the the goose fat oh if you if you want to do good potatoes goose fat and potatoes yes very true indeed it's a hell of a lot more expensive (laughs) we did it once and i literally saved it's like do you know what i'm gonna try it i saved up for it and it's like it's worth it but it's it's very expensive yes (laughs) wow that sounds good see what about you stubbs are you gonna be uh going to mackie d's (laughs) no turkey turkey yeah, we have Probably to. Well, not that Iceland job that's frozen with a little bit of duck fat in the middle of it. Iceland, no. Oh, you, you mean, never seen mean... Iceland? Was it's like this, like the triple bird turkey? Do you mean like am, am I getting a fresh turkey, or do you mean am I getting one from like Asda Aldi? Or do you mean am I, am I getting one off a farm? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you getting one? Are you, are you getting farm version, or are you getting like as you said, yeah, the Iceland, you know, triple bird? Well, I'm not getting the Iceland one, but I don't know where we're buying ours from actually. I'm in a good clue. I haven't. I'm not getting goose. I've never even thought of goose. Probably the reason goose is so much ex- more expensive is hardly anyone has it in comparison. That's one of the reasons because it's bloody expensive. They were crying last <laughs> year about all oh, there, there was going to be a turkey shortage, and there weren't. It was to inflate the prices last year on turkeys because they caught this yeah. guy out. They did 
last year. He was on. He's on. Back oh yeah, the, TV. the original guy was scalping turkeys, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, no, he reckoned he couldn't afford people, and he brought up his accounts and that. And he was he. This woman live on TV called him out, and he, she she brought up his accounts live in front of him, and he didn't know what to do. Well, you've made over a million this year. You have got no money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, right. wow. but it was last year. There was a big controversy over all the turkeys. But in the end, there was no, there was no shortages, no shortage at all. It, it was, so, it was something grumpy. like, it was something like that. It was a bit of a scandal <laughs> over it. But there's, there's been yeah, no mention true. this year about it. There wasn't. Uh, wow. Don't worry, Pixel Slapper. You know, just because we're talking about turkey cast doesn't mean we're. Well, did you not hear my cast. speech about the curry? Curry. Hang on curry, a minute. You must have meal. You must have missed last week's because at the start we were talking to Masuku and yeah. I was asking about does he eat reindeer at Christmas? So, <laughs> hashtag reindeer cast last week. So, it was and it's lovely. You should try it. And when goat's on, you have to bring up food. You do. You just have gotta to do it. Well, yeah. uh, we, we haven't brought up goat. Admittedly, you know, you, you'd assume that goat would be for Christmas, but clearly not. No. It depends on what you can afford, indie gamer. It is nice to get one from a farm because I do live in a rural area, but the the price is vastly different. It's not it's not it's not as cheap. You see, it's a lot more expensive. It is, but I will find out what we're doing about turkey. I don't think it's from a farm. No, we have done that one year. But it, um... are you a fan of goat? Goat. <laughs> I can't say, can't say one or one way or the other. I I don't You've think never tried goat. I've eaten that. No, no, have not. Um, goat's cheese. Yeah, no, no, no it's have nice. not. It's nice. I I will I will tell you now. It is. It is very nice. Yep, it's a very nice meat. Um, it just seems wrong for me to eat it though. <laughs> You know, it'd be just like eating part of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no good. It's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Mrs. Loves goats, absolutely loves goats. So it's like one of the things we kind of nibble on on the rig boat. Yeah, it's goat in the curry is very good. Um, really, she has oh. a lot of uh, okay. yeah, goat curry. It's, it's a very nice, uh, but she has a lot oh, of uh, over other Christmas. Goat. I will have uh, um, curry turkey turkey curry because always we have loads of turkey left and usually when having everything you know like curry if you're gonna have leftovers surely it's gonna be the traditional bubble squeak Mm. not really i don't know what that is what is that oh oh yeah now i actually got my missus into this she had never tried bubble and squeak as well um bubble and squeak is Technically, the leftovers of your roast dinner or your Christmas dinner, um, and it's effectively fried up on a skillet. Uh, okay. All mixed together and fried up on a skillet, and that's it. And then you basically utilize it with the leftover, you know, leftover any leftover meats. It's uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I'm, I'm was, into that. I'm into that. It, it is literally you take everything, your mashed potatoes, your vegetables, your meat, your kind of your, you know, your stuffing, everything, everything, you put it all together, you mash it up, and then you basically put it on the skin and fry it. Lightly fry it either side. Make it almost like a hash, like effectively like a hash brown, I would say. Is that American terminology? It's like a hash. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, 
And it's like that, but it's got all of that. And then you kind you just of say, uh, hash brown that goes in a breakfast. Yeah, but not it in does. American. Americans Americans have got a different version of hash. Is that correct? Isn't it? I am. What's a hash brown yeah, in America then? Uh, it's diced up potatoes that are fried, basically. Sounds the same. Up. Yeah, so, sounds the same. It. it yeah, they do. They do a lot more thing, different things though. I think the hash, oh, the ones we're used to of, is literally, as you said, fried potato. Just you know, um, but the Americans do a lot more differently with the uh, hash hashes. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. It's it's a little bit more uh, diverse. Is what I'm trying to think of. They probably do bubble um, and squeak over there. Probably just probably just call it something different. Yeah, we have a corned beef bubble. hash. You know that you can you can get you've got potatoes and yeah. corned beef yeah, and you gravy. Kind and... Of, yeah, you mix it up with your hashes, don't you? You do really do, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, effectively, it is like that. It is just basically, and maybe that's where it is. It's just literally. This is just literally. You've taken effectively the roast dinner or your your Christmas dinner, pushed, blended it all together, and then just slightly fried it together. You've just summed you it up. Of... Well, the yeah. Christmas dinner is it's just a roast dinner. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we have lots of different vehicles to consume meats and grease. So, you know, this one being a hash format with potatoes, the potatoes really are just a vehicle for beef and grease. They they're, they're the binder to the beef and grease. Yes. Yes. And it works. It works. It just works. It's a beautiful thing. It's a party. It does. It is, it is. It is. And it's one of the things, you know, um, if you've never tried Bubble and Squeak, I would recommend, you know, just, just try it. And it, it does work for like, you know, your leftovers for your roast dinner or leftovers for anything. It just seems to kind of really work. Um, but what I would say is when you're frying it, uh, you kind of want to give it a really good crisp. So you really want to give it that almost nice. a, it's like charring in some cases not too much but just a slight charring to kind of give it that nice crunch to it and it's uh it it's brilliant picture stuff honestly it's uh leftover potatoes are terrible the rest of the way once you blend it together it, it takes on a whole new meaning it really does uk does how you doing mate how you doing well just for a chat dazzy baby i'll catch up with your podcast um Tomorrow, mate, I'll give it a give it a listen. I will. Yep, for those listening, do check out the old Dazcast. He made it today. Dazcast is back it's, with uh, uh, Masuku uh, himself, Dreadpool, Lewis. Uh, sorry, um, Venomous oh, AK. Yep. So do check that out. Over on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It, 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 see, we moved on from, you know, uh, roguelites to VJ's. I, I don't think VJ could get an ed, a word in edgeways. He left. But, you know, he could have jumped in, but he's uh, he's probably busy. He is. But uh, he's jumped out. He has. It was fun. It was a fun discussion. Yeah, it was a good show. I don't want to keep you any longer. I know you're a busy, man. You've got to get playing rogues. Or What time of day is it where you are? Six o'clock, seven. Yep, yep. It's going on about six. So dinner time. It's dinner time, man. Ah, that, fry up that chicken. Tea time. 
tea time. Get that you know, grease going. That cheek, <laughs> yeah. Honest. I'm surprised, to be honest, you just haven't, you know, you haven't blended the chicken and the, the, the honey-glazed ham together in some way yet. <laughs> well, there's still time. There's still time. Yes, the turkey and the glazed ham, you've, you've worked a way to kind of blend them together to make it one big, you know, meat consumable. <laughs> you know, there was, and this is no joke, I, I do a lot of cooking with my brother-in-law, and we usually submit a turkey together. And I said, I said, hey, what if instead of going with the mango habanero injection into the turkey, what if we blended up breakfast sausage and we blasted that into the turkey? What, what do you think about that? How do you feel about isn't it? it? Isn't, that like a, he said, isn't that like a stuffing? Effectively, it's um, like a, a, potato, a, a sausage stuffing, isn't it? Well, it would be, but usually you put the stuffing in the carcass, and I'm saying we blend up the sausage and blast it into the breast and the wings and you know, uh, the, the meat, the meat of it. And he looked at me and he said, you are a sick bastard, but I love it. <laughs> and so we, we haven't done it yet, um, but... You know, I think the day will come where sausage and turkey meet in a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. I I will say it's one of the things that my stepfather does really well is he does his uh, sage and, and onion stuffing, but he puts in sausage meat in the sage and onion stuffing, and it just works. Yes. So I agree that the sausage and turkey thing it's only a matter of time before it evolves. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time, right? And then yeah. you deep fry it on top of that. Because it's going to happen. You must be the first one to do it and capitalize on it, you know. That's right. That's right. I'll, I will, uh, I'll get I'll own the process. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll get, a, I'll get a patent on it and I'll sell it as my IP. How about that? Exactly. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, uh, you'll be like the, the uh, goat's KFC. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, see, when we go KFC, it'd be sausage FC. Hey, that could be Love it. Sausage fried, sausage fried chicken. Love it. See? That's that. That'll be the, that'll be the next show. We'll be just trying to work out. We'll be trying to see yeah. if you know. Once yeah. you're on the on the millionaire route, we're like, you know, have you got time to, you know, tell us yeah. about your new venture, the sausage FC? <laughs> Yeah, you know, when I'm on Oprah and, I, you know, I'll wave to all you guys. I'll do like a special wink. And the two of you will know that it's for you. And then Oprah will start launching sausage-filled turkeys into the crowd saying, you know, everybody gets one. one for you, everybody one gets for one, you. right? Yeah, that's what I'll do. That's the future, you see. That's the future. That's what's going to happen. Is just, yeah, it's just going to work. It's, it's, it's the evolution. It just <laughs> works. It exactly, it just works. <laughs> but yeah, I won't keep you any longer, Goat, because I know you're a busy man. And Frank, thanks for coming on. It's been a, it's been a fun show. But as, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, it's been fun. I appreciate it. We should do it more often. Yes, definitely. This was we great. Should. You guys are great for having me. It was great talking to both of you. And apologies to VJ if we. Uh, if I think we stole the show away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys can find me on the Goat Force Gaming channel. 
and uh, we play rogues and we give away video games. We gave away over a hundred games this year. We like doing giveaways and we're just going to look for ways to do more and more cool stuff as time goes on and as the channel grows. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about it for me. Really appreciate the time. It was fun. And like I say, You're we should do this again sometime. I, yeah, I'm out there on the Twitters at Goat Force. You can find me out there on yeah. the Twitters. While that thing is, you know, still operational, I question every day if, if today is going to be the day that the Twitters are no longer a thing. Yeah. I think we'll see that day. These Twix. It'll be, it'll yeah, be fine. It's, it's whatever. Every, it'll be fine. Every company Elon Musk has ever had has, has, has been fine and been great in the end. So I won't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I appreciate your positivity, but we'll see. Problem is, I'm, an, um, I'm an Elon fan. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, I can, I can certainly appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. No, you guys have been great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's been good to have you on. I'll try and I'll, I'll get you on more next year. It's just my laziness in inviting people on. It's half the problem. So, removable's going to remind me for now on to get just me. I can remind people, certain yeah, people yeah. on. Well, so we'll set we'll set out. And I keep trying to push him. We'll set out post-it notes on his yes. monitor that yeah. he can just with all the guests in. That'll be a little chart, maybe you know. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, get, have to get you back on. But yeah, that's it. been it's been fun. But yeah, um, and thanks, Rubble Sanity, for coming back on once again. It's absolutely my pleasure again to be on there. Uh, obviously, thanks to our guest Goat for coming on. It's been absolutely a pleasure listening to him and seeing his enthusiasm for the genre that he loves to play so much. And also, you know, giving us his knowledge to everybody on it. You know, not everyone understands it, so it's always good to have a little bit of an expert on. And let us all know what it is about. My pleasure. Stubbs. <laughs> Sorry, I was answering. Pixel Slapper was taking the mickey with this footage. I told him it's Trinity Fu- Trinity Fusion in the background. He was asking, is, is it Ori? But he's, he's joking, obviously. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Trust me, Ori is in his, in his video collection somewhere. Trust me. It will be. <laughs> But yes, um, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Movable. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Oh yeah, Christ. Uh, yeah, you can there. find me uh, on uh, Minds, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, and Xbox under the name Removal Sanity. Thanks for coming on once again, Thank and you. thanks to myself for coming on. And, uh, and VJ for VJ and for VJ coming on. I know a little bit. Yeah. Thanks to VJ for coming on. I know he st- stayed for a little bit, but um, yeah, he obviously had to go off somewhere. But yeah, thanks for coming on, everyone. And uh, find me on X or Twitter at Stubbs Gaming. And you can also find this podcast and the Stubbscast, which is still growing, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can, you'll be able to find this uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts. Spotify and so on tomorrow sometime when I publish it and uh, yeah thanks everyone for the continued support but yeah they did this was the Christmas special it was it was a fun one to end the year on but yeah thanks everyone and we will see you 
Next year. Next year, 2024. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> yeah. It's not even that far away, really. A couple of weeks. Yeah, it's not that far. Just sat... When you say, I'll see you next year, it sounds like forever, but it's literally... Two weeks time. Exactly, that... it's not far. Yeah. And and you don't know, because you might decide, you know, halfway through the week next week, oh, I'm doing New Year's Eve special or something like that. You don't, we, don't, we don't know what's going on. You never Trust know. Us. You never know. <laughs> Um, I finish work on Thursday. That's it for the year. When yeah, when, when 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 do you finish? You you part of the Friday crew. Uh, is this me or goat? No, you um you removable. Uh, I'm Friday. My partner works throughout the holidays. Oh, that's fair enough. I know. I know of her job that it comes yep. to the territory. When do you well, finish, goat? Then for, for, or, or, or don't you? It's it's on and off. I'll be in and out throughout uh, the next couple of weeks, but it's a much lighter schedule. There's a limited amount of activity going oh, on. That's fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, it's much more basting than working, isn't it? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's just gone quiet again. No, I'm just looking at the date indie game was looking at. There. Okay. So yeah, everyone, thanks for coming on and uh, thanks Goat again and Removable and VJ mm-hmm. and everyone in chat for popping in. I truly appreciate it and we'll see you next next year. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks everyone. Have a great time everyone. Take care. Enjoy.